Hey, I'm Natalie Abbott. And I'm Vera Schmitz. We are sisters who host the Dwell Differently podcast. We help you memorize and meditate on one Bible verse every month. And all month long on our podcast, we talk about what that verse means, why it matters, and how we can apply that verse to our daily lives. Welcome back to the Dwell Differently podcast. It's your host, Natalie Abbott. And Vera Schmitz. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so I was imagining ridiculous. our background music. So oh. I was giving a little do, do, yeah. do, 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 do to myself. Okay. I wondered what you were doing with the head bob <laughs> over there. <laughs> oh, well, hey, we're sisters and we talk about Bible verses. That's what we do. We memorize and talk about one Bible verse every month on this podcast. This is the episode where it's the two of us. We also have a teaching episode. We have a guest episode. And Vera does a wrap-up episode at the end. And I don't know, Vera, have you ever actually wrapped in the wrap-up I should. episode? I might yeah. have to start doing that. I think we'll just you call should. it the rap episode. The rap episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to start listening to that more more faithfully. <laughs> yeah. What, you're not listening to my podcast? I think I might have missed one or two. <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> hey, are you listening to all my teaching podcasts? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're busy people over here, you know? There's grace. There's grace There's upon so much grace, grace here. Uh, okay, so uh, the verse this month is a little bit aggressive. I'm going to say it's aggressive. It's a little aggressive. Uh, I don't know, Vera, do you feel like it's a little aggressive? I I do, but I also only memorized the first or the second half. When I first heard it, I only heard the second half. Oh, it was at a okay. Young so life. what is what is that? Uh, what's that second half? Tell us what you heard. I have come so that they may have life and have it to the full. And yes. this was at a Young Life talk when I was in high okay. school. And I was like, yes! And I memorized <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. But the whole verse, and that's, it, I'm sure they probably said it, but I personally only took away the second part, um, mm-hmm. is that the whole verse is from John Tintin says, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Yes. So okay, it is aggressive. See what I'm saying? It's a little aggressive. But, but, however, I love this verse. This is one of my most thought of verses. I memorized it in high school. So it's like an oldie. It's like right up there with mm. some Philippian verses that I memorized um, at the beginning of my knowing Jesus. And um, what I loved about it was I was like a real rule follower in high school super mm-hmm. super like good kid um didn't have she a curfew was. made I, my own amen, curfew for myself amen. yes <laughs> this was this is totally vera <laughs> so you know i made a lot of choices to not do the cool thing quote unquote and when i heard this verse i was like yes it is this is the life to the full to like to follow jesus is the life to the full all the other mm-hmm. things that you know, a high school girl might think are going to fill them up. I was experiencing that, that that those things wouldn't fill me, but Jesus was. And I just yeah. remember being like, I'm experiencing this and I want this for my friends and I want this for everyone. And I, I've actually shared that verse with a lot of people in my life. Um, mm. Just that this is, this is the promise that Jesus has, that he will give us a full life. I love this verse. I do love this verse. I will also say that 
I have experienced the contrast of that verse <laughs> when I was in high school, uh, coming from the same family, the lack of like curfews and things like that. I, instead of establishing my own boundaries and curfews and like, <laughs> hey, I want to do what's right. I was like full fledged, you know, running into uh, the darkness. So I can a- attest also that when you put your hand, put yourself in the hands of thieves, they will steal from you and they mm-hmm. will destroy you. And that's exactly what I did when I was in high school. And then in college was when I, I first heard about Jesus. And that really was an amazing, crazy promise that I was like, I can't, how can that even be true? That we could have abundant life? I don't know. Is that real? Um, but it is. It is real and it is true and it's beautiful. So that's the offer that we have. And it comes with this warning, right? Mm-hmm. It comes with this warning of there, there are these counterfeits that, that are here to take from you. And yet Jesus says, I am the truth. I am not a counterfeit. I am in this passage. He talks about how he is the good shepherd and how he lays down his life for his sheep and that this is the promise that we have in Jesus, not to be taken from, but to be given. Um, even, even when we don't deserve the kinds of gifts, the fullness that he gives us, he, he does it willingly, beautifully for us. And so that's, that's what we're talking about today and all month long. And if you didn't listen to the teaching episode, go back and listen to the teaching episode, because just FYI, we're going to talk about a lot of different kinds of thieves. But in this passage, Jesus is giving the Pharisees a spanking. And he, (laughs) he's telling them, hey, listen, you're the thieves. You are eating my sheep, essentially, and you're here to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come so that they can have a life. I have come to lay down my life for the sheep. I am not going to run away when the bandits come, when the wolves come. I am going to fight for them. And so there's this contrast that he's making, and the Pharisees, in the original context, that's who he's talking about. He's very clearly talking about them as being... Um, even in the Old Testament talks about the shepherds of the sheep uh, eating up the sheep essentially and not caring for them the way that God has asked them to do. So the leaders of Israel, and that's clearly what Jesus is referring to them. And they are very mad about this, in fact. Mm -hmm. But the point is that biblically speaking, there are other thieves out there. Um, Veer, can you tell us what some of those other thieves are? Yes. How about the thief who promises to give you peace and fill you up and comfort you, and that thief is anything that you like to numb out on, a show, a podcast, like just, I think a lot of us do not like to be quiet with ourselves. Mm. We are tired. We don't want to um, engage our minds. And so we fill that empty space with the promise of like, just let's just chill out. Let's just chill out. I just need to chill out. I'm going to watch the show. I'm only going to watch one episode, but then you watch the second because it's only 20 minutes and then you watch the third and all of a sudden it's an hour. And that is a thief I have. It steals mm-hmm. my time. It steals my um, intention. It steals my connection with my spouse. Um, it's a thief of many things. 
Mm. So that is one that I have been battling recently um, is just that the thief that wants me to believe that this promise that I'm going to feel peace when I, you know, binge on some show. Yeah. I think a thief for me right now is stuff. You know, we have a house that we've only lived in for about a year and we have all these things that we want to do and I can overdo and overbuy and overpaint and overbuy rugs and all the things because I think that somehow that's going to alleviate that tension that I feel of like, well, my house isn't where I want it to be yet and I really want to get it there. So, and, I, and not that that's a bad thing in and of itself, but when it becomes the pinnacle thing, the thing that I'm sacrificing all my time to or I'm sacrificing my all of our money to or whatever it is, it has ceased to be a good thing and it has become a thief. It's, mm-hmm. it has, it's, it's stealing from me my joy in having a beautiful house that I'm living in and the peace that I could have in believing that God is good and that in its good time, we'll get there instead of like forcing it. You know what I mean? Totally. So that's definitely one of my thieves right now. I feel like it's a constant balance. It's a constant checking in. Like there mm-hmm. is always something pushing in, threatening what we can have in Jesus. Well, and it's funny because I think the language in this verse is so aggressive, like kill, steal, destroy, and yet it's pernicious, right? These things that is sneaky things that really get us, you know, when we've been living a long time as believers, it's not like I have this strong desire to go out clubbing, and not that that going out dancing is wrong, but like, you know, going out getting drunk and doing all the things, that's not the thing that is attracting me. It's looking at Pinterest and figuring out what colors to, to paint my living room way too long or whatever it is. Obsessing. I mean, it's kind of, it's obsessing. Yes. And so I think sometimes when we look at a verse like this, we hear it's aggressive language and we think, oh, well... I don't struggle with that mm-hmm. because it feels aggressive when in fact those other things, those smaller things, those sneaky things are far worse because those are the things that are going to get you. Those are the things that are going to keep you from experiencing the abundant life of Jesus. Totally. Yeah. It's the little, it's the little things where I will wake up one day and I'm like, man, I've been watching a lot of TV or whatever the thing is. <laughs> You right, know, right? Um, yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, man, that's become a habit. Mm. That's become mm-hmm. a ritual in my home. That the yeah. kids go to sleep and I turn on the TV. If somebody mm. were going to look in on my life and and make a list of my rituals, what would wow. that list include? It would include turning on the TV. Dude, you just like stabbed my heart with a knife. <laughs> Zing. It's true. It's like you know, rituals are the things that you you do on repeat, you know? Right. It's, it really says something about us. The things that we are repetitive in doing, it says something about us. Well, like Our it or not, I, mean, I, don't, I don't like it. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't tell me that, Vera, because now, like, I'm going to be thinking about it. That's what I'm telling <laughs> myself. I'm like, gosh, man, I'm going to – tonight I'm going to be like, ugh. Guess I'm not going to turn on the show. Dang it. Good luck, I hope. (laughs) Again, like it's what you're saying. Pinterest Uh, isn't bad. Watching a show is not bad. It's when it becomes a, when it becomes something more, when it becomes the thing. 
when it moves from good to God, you know, practically. Oh, oh it's, I hear you. You add an extra O to that word. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so, so here's some of our thieves, but, but what are they taking from us, Vera? Like, we can, can we identify the things that they are stealing, the things that they're killing, the things that they're destroying? Um, I think for me, it's, it's, well, what I said before, it's like that connection with my spouse. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, I have so much opportunity in the evening to be intentional with my time. Um, and instead I'm, I'm numbing out. So that's one. I think a second is just peace. Like Mm. watching a show is this temporary feel-good moment. I'm like, oh, I love this. This makes me laugh or whatever. It's a temporary feel-good moment when really sometimes what I need is a quiet quiet time. Maybe I didn't read my Bible that day. Maybe it's reading a book that's helping me to be more intentional with my kids. Or maybe it's mm-hmm. just good literature that I'm enjoying that's a little bit less like mindless. Or it's a conversation yeah. with Matt that we need to have or just checking in with one another. I mean, there's it's endless the things that it's stealing away from me when it yeah. becomes my God, you know, my 7.45 p.m. God. Um, and so... <laughs> Yeah, I think the reason I typically do it is I'm tired and I just want to, like, I want peace. Mm. I'm tired and I want rest. And it's just, it really isn't going to ever give me the fullness that leaving it off would give me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can think of times when my husband has sat down in bed and he wants to have a conversation. I'm like, dang it, I really wanted to watch a show. (laughs) I was totally looking forward to numbing out right now. And here you are wanting to like care for me and talk about intimate things and really love me. And here I am like, geez, I just wanted to like watch a show. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, that's terrible, but it's true. Like, I think we've all been there. And I think if we follow that illustration, you know, so if this is the thief that we're talking about, how then do we choose fullness of joy? How do we then choose to follow our shepherd? Are we like in this illustration that Jesus gives? It's this beautiful story where he says, you know, the sheep know the shepherd's voice and they follow him. Like, how do we know the voice of Jesus? How do we sort of turn up the volume on his voice so that we're really listening to him instead of these nagging thieves that we really do know when we walk away from that show, for instance, that it's we're not going to feel better. We're going to feel like we just wasted more of our life and we didn't deal with the things that we were avoiding. <laughs> totally. So how do you turn up the volume? Yeah. I think for me, the biggest thing is having having an accountability. So it's saying to Matt, mm. hey, let's just let's leave the shows for the weekend for a while. We're just going to yeah. leave the show for the weekend. Um, something like that. When I make it known that mm. I, I'm wanting something different. Because here's the thing. If you want to be different, you have to choose different, right? So I want to be somebody who has a fullness of life and who looks like Jesus, which requires a a different choice. And so I, in my own self, a lot of the time don't have the discipline 
to internally say, oh, I'm, I'm going to try and do better about, you know, numbing out on a show at night. I need right. the accountability of another person to say, okay, yeah, I'm in that with you. Let's let's just, we're going to take a break for a while. Whatever the thing is. I think accountability is huge because otherwise you're fighting the, the enemy, the thief on your own. And we were never meant to fight the thief by yourself. Hmm. That's really great, Vera. I, I would, like practically, I think I would think of that, but that I wasn't thinking of that. I didn't think that would be your response. I think that's a really great response. You're it's so true. wise. Oh, I'm so <laughs> very smart. Uh, no, I just know myself. I'm like, yeah. I make these like a little goal in my yeah. own head and it's like, you know, give it two nights. But if oh I say gosh. it out loud, it's a lot easier to, you know, remain disciplined when it is spoken to another person. Mm. So what keeps you from speaking that out loud? How come you don't always do that? Why you got to go and ask something like that? I'm just saying. I'm just saying because I think I know why I wouldn't say it out loud. Because I don't want to change. <laughs> yes, right? It is way easier and in the moment feels so nice. Yeah. When you give that up, you've just called yourself out, right? 100%. And now you don't get to go there anymore to that little dark place. <laughs> it's so cozy it's so cozy no that's exactly it it's like man if I put this out in the world then I'm actually gonna have to do the thing so yeah yeah my husband just told me this morning that he wants to lose a little bit of weight and so he's kind of telling me his plan and whatever and like on the weekends you know this night and this night I'll feel like I can splurge a little bit but like other than that I'm gonna try to lose weight and I was like oh yeah you know what me too me too I think that's wise. We, you know, we should be mindful of our health and get back to the place where we know we should be. So that accountability, though, it's like, oh, now it's ruined because we both said it out loud. Mm -hmm. We have to be good now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's good. I mean, the thing is, it's like I said, if you want different, you have to choose different. And it's way easier to be different when someone else is being different with you. Yeah. And me speaking this even on here, I'm like, I can't be talking about this on a podcast and then go turn on my show. Nope. You did it. <laughs> I, done, I done did sp speak to that out. So now I got to do it. You spake it. I always, no, think to, I always think to um, about Paul and he's like, you know, and he's like, mm. I do the thing I don't want to do. Right. Um, I know the like, thing I shouldn't do, and yet I keep doing the thing I shouldn't do, and I know the thing I should do, but that is the very thing that I don't do. Oh, yeah, that whole section, every time I read it, I'm like, amen, I'm so glad that's in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm like, yes, Paul, you are with us, um, mm -hmm. which is great because that's that's my point is that when that's we our reality. speak, when we speak out, hey, this is where I'm struggling, and this is where I feel like God's calling me into something more full People then also have the permission to say, I have some stuff that I, I, I feel like God is calling me to be more full in, like he yeah. has something more for me. So when we, are, when we humble ourselves, when we say, I got this issue, I want to get better at this, because not because I'm legalistic either, not because I'm trying to follow right. a rule, but because there's a promise of fullness of life when I follow Jesus, when I do that... I'm giving permission to the other person to join with me in their thing. It doesn't have to be the same thing. 
Um, And so I think that that's what Paul is trying to do there. And I always am like, yes, yes, yes. Thank you for that. All right. We are out of time, but in light of what you just said, Vera, this is my challenge for you and for me and for our listeners. Tell a person the thing, the thief. Expose the thief who is stealing and destroying you. Like, really, you know it's not good. But whatever it is, whatever is that dark thing that you're like, you've been feeling that we've been poking you in the ribcage with that, like whatever that is, find a safe person that you can tell that to and ask them to hold you accountable. Because what better way to really get to that place where you experience fullness and you're experiencing joy and life and abundance than getting rid of, you know, trashing those thieves that we have in our life and not that they won't always be cropping up it's like those like old-timey <laughs> movies where the like bad guys wearing the black and white and he's like crouching around the bush and looking at you like they're they're always going to be there and they're always waiting for an opportunity but we have also the opportunity to choose to say no and by the power of the holy spirit to walk in fullness and jesus wants that for our lives so Thanks for joining us today, and I really do hope that this is a month where maybe you just have a little piece of victory over one thing that you've struggled with for a long time. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. All right. Thanks, V. Later. Hey, are you loving this month's verse, but you want a little bit more? Let me tell you. Every week, we write a devotional email, and we post it on our blog online at dwelldifferently.com, and you can also sign up with your email there to get it every single Monday in your Monday morning email, just a little devotional to get your week started off right. So go over to dwelldifferently.com and sign up for our weekly email. 